What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Winners Culture. Or welcome back to the Winners Culture. Um, I'm it's just JJ as always. To my left, I have I'm just Daryl. One R, one Y, one L. Hey, y'all. It's Bondi. And today we have a special guest, man. My man, pots and pans from way back in the day, <laughs> Mr. So Icy himself, Mr. Olympian himself, <laughs> Mr. Bruce Matt. <laughs> What's up, bro? What's up, gang? <laughs> How are you? I'm chilling, chilling. Appreciate y'all having me on. How y'all feeling today? How y'all? What's, what's going on in y'all life today? Today, man, we yeah. here, we here, we here, and, <laughs> and that's what's important. I feel like we made it again. So this is about to be another good episode. Um, so we are gonna get right into it. So Bruce, man, uh, I got a couple questions myself, you know, because I I really know you. Right, right. right. So like, I want to know how did you get started into the water ice like what was the the what got you into that like what yeah. made you say water ice that's what i'm gonna do so when i uh moved to dallas in uh basically 2019 you know get hot down there real fast yeah. so all they got down there is snow cones you know that's their mm-hmm. culture or whatever so uh i was looking for some water ice and you know i asked my isha i'm like yo y'all got water ice down here like she knew it was because she's been to philly yeah. she's like no nah, we just got snow cones yeah. so you know, I play a lot of flag football. We be having tournaments to be hot. So I said, man, I'm gonna figure out a way just to bring some down, just so people can try it. And okay, I bring it down. People liked it. Uh, we had a little big major tournament coming up where it's gonna be like 400 teams. They're like, yo, won't you sell this out here? So, right. You know, you'll make a killing. So yeah. I actually got an LLC for it. Like I'm thinking bigger. It made a killing in the first tournament. And then just from there, from 2019, I had like a little tent in a freezer and just been turning up since then. Okay, that's crazy. So, I feel like I, we gotta give the people a little, a little more backstory on you, cause I know you. You feel what I'm saying? Right. Not everybody know you. So, can you walk us through your timeline up to the point of of starting so icy, like, like from high school? Yeah, start start at high school. Tell All us, right. tell us what happened. <laughs> tell us what got you there. Uh, went to West Catholic, uh, played football there. Then I got a full scholarship to Coastal Carolina. A University. full scholarship to Coastal. It's not overlooking. Man. <laughs> like, <laughs> Uh, at Coastal, uh, broke a lot of records at wide receiver, finished second all-time in receiving, uh, got a master's degree from there as well. Uh, league and everything didn't work out, so I started, you know, coaching high school football. Yeah. You know, you coached with us or whatever. Yeah. And I fell in love with coaching at, at West Catholic too, but in Philly, you could be a coach and have a regular job. So, like, in other places, you can coach yeah. and, like, you know, you get a salary for it. So yeah. one thing I wanted to do was have a job at the school. And they told me to apply for the admissions position. I went through the whole process and everything, and they hired somebody else. You know, I felt like. Uh, I'm still sick about say. that. Yeah. I'm, gonna be, I'm, still, <laughs> I'm still sick about that. Is they alumni? No. No. no that's, that's, crazy. Crazy. that's even crazy. Yeah. What is we doing? They you know actually went to, like, a rival high school. Which, you know, wild. it ain't got nothing to do with They feel no, like you're the best though. person for the job. Uh, but. <laughs> no. Bro, they was hating. We had just gone to the state semis. Yeah, we went to the state semis or whatever. So, you know, That's once crazy. I didn't get the job, I'm like, I mean, I can't, you know, just try to coach and, like, live, like, yeah. off of that in Philly. Yeah. So, I decided to move, you know. Wow. So I, I moved to Dallas, you know. Um, I was in, like, a long-distance relationship. She lived in Dallas or whatever. So, it just seemed right. And I loved every time I went down there. Mm. You know, it just, it just felt perfect. So I moved down there. And they actually tried to call me back. You know, we had, like, a little situation at the school uh, with one of the coaches. And they asked me to come back, you know, and apply for the head coaching position. And I'm like, look, 
I still need a job at the school. Mm-hmm. They tried to say, "Won't you apply to be the business teacher?" I'm like, "How much a business teacher make?" They're like, "42k." I'm like, "How much you make with a master's degree?" Right. They're like, "43k." <laughs> <laughs> I said, <laughs> I'm, like, <laughs> "I'm like, yo, I'm gonna be a head football coach living at home with my parents. Like, right. how's that gonna look?" So I just, I just talked and started my life in Dallas. Wow. Yeah. I don't. That's crazy. I still like. I'm sick. Anyway, so so what brought us to so icy though? Like you feel yeah. what I'm saying? So like I said, like when they just didn't have the water ice down there initially, yeah. that's you know that's why I wanted to start it. And How, now it just it just turned into something crazy. I started with like a a tent that you can buy from Dicks. Yeah. Like if you know anything about running a business for outdoor events, you know that ain't gonna last if it's windy. That's you know, so I remember I just remember this one event, man. It was like bad, bro. Like. It was super windy. I'm trying to sell water ice. I'm out there by myself, though, too. Like, I don't got no employees at this time or nothing. That's crazy. So I'm out there trying to sell water ice, take money, and trying to hold a tent because it's windy. Like, I just remember I was looking bad. That wasn't my first event, but that's when I knew, like, I really had to get my, like, stuff together if I wanted to do this, you know? Wow. What about the name So Icy? Yeah. How'd you come up with it? Like, Man, it just came to me, really. I was trying to think of, like, a thousand different names to come up with. Like, I didn't want to call it Bruce's Water Ice, you know, because... Yeah. Don't nobody in Dallas know what ice is. Right. You know, everybody at the field kept calling it Icy and stuff like that. It's not like the song So Icy was playing or anything like no. that. <laughs> so, but I don't know. It just it just clicked to me. You know, I was coming up with like a thousand different names trying to come up with it. And mm-hmm. it clicked and everybody called it this. They don't even call it water. They call it So Icy. So was that your first business venture or did you have anything that you, you dibbled and dabbled with before that? Uh, Yeah, that was really my first business venture. I, I ain't never think I would own a business. I ain't wow. to, you know, I thought I was going to be like an accountant or that's our a football coach, you know, yeah, something yeah. like that. I got a master's degree. I went, you know, with the college right there, I was always like a, a solid student or whatever. Yeah. So I thought I was just going to have like a solid nine to five, make, you know what I make. Wow. Wow. So that was your first joint, and it's just, yeah. it blew up from there. Yeah, it took off. What was it like going from being an athlete to being a business owner or being a coach to, be, to being a business owner, like uh, the transition from athletics to business? Well, you know, being a coach, I feel like that's just, it didn't feel like I was a coach. It was just. Normal football stuff. I think football in the back of my head all day. Mm-hmm. Being a business owner, no, that was similar to being an athlete as far as, like, the hard work and everything you had to put in there. So, mm-hmm. like, I catch myself today. Like, I still find all my own events. You know, it's not like I got a storefront or I'm posted up, you know, at a certain location every day. I do, like, anywhere from 60 to 80 events a year, like, with my food truck. So, I still go on, on Google. I might Google this city, like, okay, they got a festival coming up or, you know, they got a soccer tournament, you know. That's how I was doing it last year, you know. Smart. Now, a little different. I don't know if y'all want me to jump right into it now, but, you know. Are they reaching out, they reaching out to you they now? They reaching out to me now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I just found my niche with it, you know. Yeah. So festivals are cool, yeah, but you sharing a lot of the profit, you know, with other food trucks or other businesses and stuff like that. But with sporting events and they reaching out to me now, you know, I'm the only truck there, you know. So wow. now, yeah. But now what I just did, like, as of this year, you know, now I'm getting concession stand contracts, mm. you know. So I'm going to baseball tournaments, you know, I'll pay the staff. And we're selling the same stuff, too, just out of the concession stand. You know, we'll have, like, water ice, we'll have cheese steaks, cheeseburgers, pizza pretzels or whatever, just out of the concession stand now. So now I have, you know, I'll be in the colony. I, don't know what y'all, I know y'all know what that is, but that's in Dallas. I'll be set up in the colony for this baseball tournament, but the food truck will be you know, in downtown Dallas somewhere. You know? yeah. So now I got both incomes coming in. So just a quick question. For those who, like, don't know and they're listening, what was the process like getting 
the different contracts and things like that. Because even scaling in that nature, a lot of people might get started in business and not know how to grow it, how to scale it. Like even with us, we just went to the Roots picnic. Right. Um, but like how to be able to. We did not go to the Roots was picnic. Blondie was there in Daryl spirit. and JJ went to the Roots picnic without <laughs> you me. You were there in spirit, though. She was, you know what I mean? We also Beats. He was, he was there. He Beats. The three of y'all left All me right. out. I should have just left that out before. <laughs> 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 but my point is, like, when people get started in things, how to make these connections to, to get further in business. So what was that like for you? What was that process like? Uh, my thing is ask a lot of questions you know, mm-hmm. for other people who may do the same thing. Don't be afraid to reach out or, you know, and Philly act like, I don't know if I can cuss on here and stuff like that. No, you like, can say what you about to say. So, like, don't don't seem like you dicky and because somebody <laughs> else might be doing something. Oh, seriously. That is, yeah. right. So, let, let me just, like, real quick. So, I got a, a friend uh, in Dallas. He, I met him through flag football. He came up to me one day. I'm playing on his team. He said, like, yo, how serious are you about? So, I see. I don't got no food truck or nothing at this time. I'm like, I'm like, I'm real serious about it. I think one day I want to do this for a living. This 2019. I still got a, a job. I was uh, being like a, a financial recruiter. But he said, what if I tell you you can do this uh, as your only job? I said, well, talk to me. So he talked to me about, you know, the different events and the festivals. That's how I really got into it. And once he really showed me how much he was making and everything, I'm really asking questions. All right, what I got to do like here? Them, right? uh, okay, I got to get this permit for this city to be set up here. Okay, I got to get... You know, this certificate here, uh, like a food handling manager. Okay, so I'm asking a bunch of questions. And then, you know, we talking every day, and he started getting concessions. I'm like, mm. how you get that? Mm-hmm. Like, they reached out to me. So it's not really a hard process. You know, as long as you got all your certifications, you know, you could be the person for the job. How I got these concessions in the, in the colony, they reached out to me. Mm-hmm. You know, so I see just... Became like a household name in Dallas, word to mouth and stuff like that. Yeah. And that's just really how I got the uh, concessions. But I just asked a lot of questions, though, you know, from somebody I knew who did it. And then right. at other food truck events, everybody talking. Right. You know, they want to say, oh, where you get this AC done at? Or where, where you get this at? No. Mm-hmm. Where do you set up at? How did you get there? You know, I'm asking a thousand questions. Yeah. So... I want to know, like, I'm going to ask this question to you first, and I'm going to ask it to the floor. Like, is there any skills that that were transferable across your journey, like, from from football to, like, to business ownership? Like, was there any principles that, that stuck with you that helped you do, you know what I'm saying? Uh, really just just the hard work portion, you know? Mm-hmm. If you lazy with the business, you're going to get lazy results. You know, yeah. I was never a lazy football player. I was never really a lazy student, you know? I'm not going to say I was a full straight-A student, you know, but... As a football player, I was I was elite for know? sure. So, but for I sure. put the work in. Yeah. So as a business owner, you know I'm I'm good where I'm at now, but I'm gonna be super elite because I'm gonna put the work in, and I'm always like I said, I'm always asking questions. I always want to know every day how can I better myself, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that's just the key. You know? Yeah. Just don't be afraid to be great, and don't be afraid to go through the process. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that completely. What about y'all? Is there anything across your journey that you felt like was a transferable skill that you took everywhere? <laughs> uh, I feel like we all had transferable skills, whether um, you realize it or not. I feel like every skill that you have could be transferable, whether it's you was working in retail and you had to deal with the public. That patience could build in you whatever you need to weather storms of entrepreneurship. Yeah. I feel like everything translates is just if you can ref- reflect and realize how to apply it in other situations. Yeah. Um, me personally... 
we talked about it, I think, you know, not too long ago, but, like, for me, it was lear- learning to let go of pride and how you mentioned asking questions, mm-hmm. just getting over that hump alone just to ask somebody, like, yo, how you get this done? What did you do to get this done? Simple as that for me, the same way was just like, all right, I could get so far by just dropping that. So, yeah, I think we all got transferable skills. Mm-hmm. I agree. For me, it would be because of sports. Like, I, I played sports most of my life, too, and, like, you were saying, I mean, I was kind of a lazy athlete. I will say. What does that mean? <laughs> like, you know. That's like an oxymoron. Right. It, How did that even go? I was, for a long time, I was one of those people that just um, rested on natural ability. Okay. Like, you know, like I didn't want to work hard or practice or do more. Okay. It's like, well, I could already do it. So what do I got to practice for? Like, I was real hard-headed like that. Um, but just throughout the different sports and different coaches and stuff, especially my college coach, um, it that is not productive and it doesn't help the rest of the team. Like, you know, because what you do affects the rest of the team and just the same as, like, what you do affects the rest of the business. Yeah. So um, that getting out of that negative habit really helped me because now running a business, I don't let, you know, just arrogance or personal feelings and anything like that affect me because what affects me affects the business. Mm -hmm. Stuff like that, you know. That makes sense. I feel like for for myself – from 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 being an athlete and then being a coach and then being an audio engineer, all it, I think I was blessed to be able to do it at a high level on all of those on all of those fronts. And for all of them, it was all the same. It was always discipline, work ethic, and consistency. I had to show up every day. I had to show up and and do what I did yesterday, again today, over and over and over again, longer than everybody else did. And I think that worked every time. I don't think there was a time where that 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 didn't work. It was definitely times where it was more effort than others. Like when I was coaching at Temple, six a.m. to seven p.m. every day was ridiculous. But it got me right though. Shout out to Temple. I'm gonna be contacting y'all soon too. I need your help. But yeah, um, discipline, work ethic, and consistency for me <laughs> was the things. But all right, so Bruce, right? You said you decided to 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 move to Dallas, right? Because uh, what was going on in the city you you saw as a better opportunity. Was it ever a time after you moved where you felt like, I don't know, maybe I should go back. Like, I don't know if this is going to work out. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, you know, <laughs> I love Philly. I love growing up in Philly. I feel like it teaches so much on a, it's going to sound funny, on a thorough level, like when you meet <laughs> other people from other cities. But, Man, I knew when I was 18, I wasn't going to live in Philly no more. Okay. You know, me and Shaq was at the park. And, you know. What happened at the park? The basketball game. You know, regular you know, regular Philly stuff, basketball game. They start shooting there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Where was y'all at, Rose? Oh, we was down in, like, Alany somewhere. That's We're bad. not even from there. Why are you at? Why are you we just playing ball in Alany? No, I'm just watching. Oh, you was just watching? You wasn't even playing. I'm just watching, you know. And then they, you know, they start shooting. We get out of there, you know, whatever. Yeah. But I'm just like, I ain't trying to keep dealing with this. Yeah. I feel that. Do you think it was easier for you to like to make that move because you had already made that move in college? Yeah, a hundred percent. So okay. I knew what it was like to live in a different environment, yeah. uh, live on my own, someone you know had a roommate. But, yeah. You know, I just felt like I adjusted and ad- I adapted and adjusted. You know, okay. a different environment. So I knew I could do that as an adult. That makes sense. Do you do you have like any teachable moments that you felt like came from that from taking that leap? Uh, like as far as the Dallas move or going the Dallas moving to Dallas, uh, I would say not really. I just 
like if you out there and you're trying to move, just don't be like afraid of it. You know, I know a lot of people who tell me they want to move to Dallas, but they might not think they got a, enough money saved up here and there. Like, man, you really just if you can save up enough money that like three months worth of like rent or something mm-hmm. like that, it'll take a month or two to find a job. Don't nobody want to work nowadays. So jobs is hiring, yeah. you know, and just don't be prideful about having a nine to five right now. I know a lot of people in our generation seem like they prideful to do that. I would have did that if I. If it was, you were trying to. Yeah. Right. I think that stops a lot of people from leaving the city, honestly. Like, pridefulness, yeah. having to go to another city and maybe, like, you know, work a, two jobs or, right. you know, however many, something out of your field. But that's just cheating the ground, though, you know? That's like we true. About but it, like, you, your time going to come, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, just, just don't cheat the process, don't cheat the grind. Just don't be afraid, you know, a change and afraid to work hard to get there. So I asked if you had any teachable moments that came from relocation. Do you have any good or bad that came from your experiences thus far in the business? Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, for sure. So, like, obviously, you know, bad was the presentation. So, yeah. I started, like I said, I started off with a tent. I had a, a tent from Dick's. It was terrible. So, I asked <laughs> questions. Yo, y'all got a, a nice tent. It don't blow away in the wind. Where can I get that tent from? Mm-hmm. So, I found a steel tent. Um, I got some. So you weights. was going to people at the at the spot. So my friend's name Brandon. They own yeah. a business called JBW in Dallas. They yeah. sell like corn dogs, fried Oreos, and stuff. A bunch of carnival food. So I'm set up next to them. They bring me out to an event. Matter of fact, they brought me out to the colony where I now have the concessions at. Right. Mm-hmm. And my tent, I'm holding it, trying to so it don't fly away like the Wizard of Oz, you know. <laughs> and they're next to it, still serving regular. They tents not moving. I'm like, what kind of tents do y'all have? Like, these is crazy. They're like, oh, it's like steel tents. You get it from here. So I got it from there. It was like $650. I just still work a regular job. So I just saved up. I bought it. I got some weights. I had some uh, things that you tie it with. Mm-hmm. And I did that. So, you know, I asked questions or whatever. So, and then from there, what was next year? 2021, PPP loan came out. PPP loan to get a truck. I got it fully forgiven, but that's how I got my food truck. You know? And then from there, I had to figure out what I needed as far as permits and certification yeah. to get a food truck, you know? So that's like, you know, the, I don't mean to uh, have a run on on your question, but, no, you know, the, cool. the, the, the teachable moments was, you know, I had to go through that bad moment to learn how to have presentation and get more customers, and it led something else you know went from a, having a nice tent then i got we all got blessed during covid mm-hmm. with the ppp mm-hmm. now i got a nice truck, truck. and a nice tent mm-hmm. right. you know <laughs> and that would made the good now because now i have if i want to have a truck here i want to have a tent here that's two incomes now yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. i was getting ready to say that you could probably yeah. get two locations at one time one thing you need is staff you know? wow so. i feel like everybody definitely has moments in 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 business or whatever you do that's yeah. like that's like teach you what needs to happen from here on out. Yep. You feel what I'm saying? You just said yours, Daryl and and Blondie. Do y'all have like a moment in y'all bu- in y'all business where you was like it was super humbling and how'd you handle it? Would you many 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 moments? Yeah, like, <laughs> like pick the biggest Everybody one. Pick, pick the biggest one that stand out to you. I think there you go first. Um. See, mine's on the spot. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. But I would say uh, it's a different essence of humbling. Yeah. So there was a community event in my neighborhood. I'm from West Philly. Okay. So it was district day, fourth district right behind Overbrook High School. 
Um, so I got to meet like a lot of the politicians, different councilmen that's in our in our city. Right. So I went to go shoot it. Normal day, took my camera, went to go shoot it, and um, it wasn't like packed out. You know what I'm saying? It's a, it's a political event. Now, granted, it's for the community, but it's not packed out. It's right in Tustin's in the park, mm-hmm. but I did it anyway. So I'm out there, I'm shooting. Uh, I cut up a recap, and the councilmen they loved it. Because of that, it awarded me the opportunity to get the highest level of credentials to cover Made in America that year, mm-hmm. 2017. Headliner was Jay Z, mm-hmm. so I remember vividly like being in the pit and thinking to myself like, had I not taken that moment to literally just do something so small in my own neighborhood, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be in this pit allowed to capture Jay Z right now. Yeah. Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So for me, that was a, a different side of just having a humble, but it was a teachable moment for myself. Don't look at no job as too small. Don't belittle anything that you do because. Any contact that you have, any client, you never know where it could take you to. Yeah. I agree. Um, I feel like my humbling moment in business. Well, I kind of talked about it on the last time, the last show, and I was talking about, like, you know, after college and stuff like that, what that was like. Um, But even reaching out, like, coming out of that and, like, because I kind of shut down when things aren't going my way or, like, you know, when things are bad. So... Kind of like you mentioned, reaching out, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <those stuff. laughs> yeah. reaching out, um, using those contacts and people like, you know, you'd be a little ashamed or you'd be like a little prideful yeah. and you don't want to yeah. reach out for help. You don't want to seem like you need help. It's like, you know, just, you just don't. Um, but I, I took a big step and the shop that I'm at now, it's the only salon I've ever worked at. The person that I work under, you know, she's been a mentor for me since the beginning. Shout out to Aileen. Mm. Um, I, she posted something on Instagram mm-hmm. looking for an assistant. That's how I got started. And I saw the post, you know, the post there for 24 hours. It was like the 23rd hour. Mm-hmm. Like, if I wanted to go back to it, it was gone. Yeah. So I just saw it, and I'm like, hmm, maybe I won't reach out. Like, you know, I don't know. Like, just just not sure. Ended up reaching out. You know, she loved me. We got to talking, and um, she always, like, we always laugh at this story. But she was like, you know, when you emailed me, I just knew that you were the person. Like, she's like, you sent the perfect type of email. You addressed it. Like, it was so professional. It was yeah. well put together. Um, so I'm happy that I reached out to her, else I wouldn't have my whole, you know, entire wow. career right now. Like, nothing, no step would have gone further. Yeah. I feel like all my humbling moments was literal. Like, they were literal. They were literal. <laughs> like, like when, I, when, I, uh, when, I, when I first started coaching at Temple, they made us clean the weights. Like, don't nobody clean weights. We had to clean every weight with a with a like soft cloth, and like it was, it was like a menial test. It was completely meant to be humbling on purpose. Like, are you going to sit here for the hour that it take before at five a.m. before and after to clean to clean this weight? You like a GA? Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. your GA's dad. That. Oh. <laughs> That's crazy. And then we had to like, we would have to like. Um, do the workouts before the 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 workout because the rule was you can't you can't teach nothing you haven't done. So before every joint we had to do the workout before the thing. I'm like y'all is playing with me in this feel like <laughs> y'all playing with me. Y'all playing with me in this joint. And then when I was at uh when I was at Milk Boy learning how to be an engineer. Shout out to Milk Boy. All of them won a Grammy this year. So I gotta keep going. But but I was in there painting the walls, mopping the floor like. The same thing, a soft cloth cleaning the uh cleaning the equipment. You feel what I'm saying? Like, 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 
they was, no, they was literally they was literally trying to like like say basically if you want yeah if you want this you have to be willing to do the most menial tasks consistently repeatedly and I mean, obviously, some people quit. Some people who said, "This, I'm not doing this. Like I'm above this." Right, right. Exactly. But I, at the end of both experiences, at the end of every experience that was like that, it was more than worth it. Like all the connections I made, all of the people who, uh, the respect that I got from the people because I was able to stick it out and what I learned, like that, not, that amount of knowledge was invaluable to me. So. To all the people out there and you doing something and it, and it seemed like you trying to get something and it seemed like they got you doing a menial task or it don't matter or whatever the case would be, it's light at the end of the tunnel. It, it's hard, but it's, it's light at the end of the tunnel. That's a fact. Real right. That's a fact. That's but when it comes to, uh, back to Bruce, when it comes to your like menial, not menial tasks, but like basically what do you, what, what habits you have in place to make sure a business run consistently at Soicy? You know, when you go to an event or whatever, what do y'all do to make sure everything go smoothly? What's that process look like? Uh, I guess like on setup day, like you know, we try to get out there like an hour before. Yeah, you know, just make sure everything right. You know, the exact money in the cash register. We got the grill going, uh, propane fill. Just kind of like just a checklist. Yeah, make sure you got all your supplies ready. You know, pretty much everybody know gonna know their tasks by the time they get there. Like, okay, you got the cash register, but if it's super busy, you got to scoop. This person right here, she might be running, you know, making pizza pretzels or, you know, hot dogs if it's baseball or whatever. And, and then while on the grill, he got the cheesesteaks and he got the cheeseburgers, you know. So, like, everybody knows the assignment ahead of time. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm like a super planner, you know. I can have one event that whole weekend, but we're going to make sure that one event so runs sharp. And you're going to know it at least by Wednesday. Like, yeah. this is what you got. And do you write the rules out? Like, how do you? I, everything in my notes on my computer. Okay. You know? I'm sending to them. I'll probably get on their nerves about it, you know, because <laughs> I just want everything to run, like, perfect, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. And it ain't going to be perfect. You know, you're going to have somebody complain, but that's just how I am. What's how your, big is your, yeah, I was going to ask, how big is your staff? Yeah. Like, is a lot of people? Uh, a lot of, mo- mostly, like, a lot of part-time people. So, I got people who play flag that say, hey, like, you know, can I work, like, this weekend? But mostly, like, consistent staff, I probably got, like, four or five. So we got a pretty big staff. I didn't even realize yeah. it was that. Big. We, we solid. We're a solid team, you know. And then I got, you know, some people like Shaq. If Shaq want to help. Shaq be playing. He said he can grill. That's true. No. That's <laughs> no. <laughs> no, put him on a grill. Shaq, like, how Shaq helped, he liked to be the runner. So, like, if we getting low on food fast, because, you know, we bring a certain amount, you know, that could fit on the truck and everything. Yeah. But if, if the event going crazy, because sometimes these events could be from, like, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. You know, if by like twelve o'clock, like yo, we started out with sixty burgers, we got twenty left. I'm like, oh, twelve. We still got eight hours. Shaq going to the store, yeah. You know, whatever. He getting more, like so. That's his job, or I might do that, or you know, be cold with somebody. That's what's up. Was it a moment for you when you knew like this is stamped, like it's solidified? I'm, I'm, I'm good. Like we, we made a present here and we filled. Like, was it a moment for you distinctly where it was like that click for you? So two moments. So last year when I seen how much I made, I was like, okay. I said, I think we can do something with this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this year, when I seen, like, we made this in April. Like, it ain't mm. even fully, like, hot yet. Yeah. Then just seeing May, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm standing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm standing. Then people reaching out to me constantly, like, every day. Like, you know, whether it's a business, somebody want me to do a private pool party, yeah. or, uh, you know, 
just this person say, hey, can you run my daughter's birthday? Or yeah. what a truck even going to be parked at on a Tuesday? Like, there's people you. who like right. just constantly reaching out. I'm like, yeah, like, this the one. I made the right decision. That's what's up. That's a good joint. So, where are you planning to take it from here? Like, what's the what's the the next steps? Uh, I definitely want to take it West Coast. So, like, I watch a lot of stuff on other people who run water ice stuff, you yeah. know. And I feel like I shouldn't interfere with what city they got going on. Like, I shouldn't bring a so icy to L.A. when you got happy ice, you know, or try to even bring it back to Philly. We can get water ice anywhere, you know. I, I want to bring it to places where. I feel like they don't have it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, a couple cities I got in mind. Just leave it like that. <laughs> uh, but I definitely don't want to interfere with anybody else, like, you know, that got water ice popping in their city, you know. I feel like there's enough money out here for all of us. <laughs> that was a great plug. Shout out to <laughs> <laughs> This man know what he's doing. <laughs> um, what's the other question? Okay, so this 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 probably going to be my last question before we start to wrap it up. But, like, you as a... You you more than a a water ice salesman, right? Can you talk about the 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 flag a little bit? How you got involved in that and and the balance between? Cause you like an Olympian in flag, you you a national flag player. So like, <laughs> how do you balance that and and your business? Uh, just having trusting a great staff, you know. Uh, trust them just to run an event when I'm gone. Uh, but flag is different. I actually throw flag tournaments too. So. When I got in the flag, like I said I asked a lot of questions. So I got in the flag. I just play in tournaments. I'm like, like dang, it's just like 400 teams out here, and I know like registration like 350. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm calculating doing the math. Like, doing <laughs> 350. Like, all right. So I start talking to some of the directors. Like, so how much y'all making off of this? You don't mind me asking. I ain't trying to like rob you or nothing. I'm just asking. You know. So they start giving me the specifics. Like, you know, well, you got. Field calls, you got your referees, you know, you might take care of some travel stuff, but yada, yada, yada. So I threw my own tournament. I kind of got like a name off of flag football. I threw my own tournament, first one in like summer uh, 2019. I'm still fresh in Dallas, but like I'm kind of like known in the sport. It was cool. I had like 16 teams out there, you know. I made, you know, some good money. Then I threw the next one in 2020. I got like 40 teams out there. Then... I just Wait, threw during COVID? Yeah. We, I ain't gonna hold you. Dollars never like shut yeah, down. Dude. Yeah, I know yeah. Dollars in Atlanta was like Dollars never really shut down. I know about so, Atlanta. You know yeah. as, <laughs> as it got better though, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like but you know, we still had like some events with the truck. And it's outside. We survived COVID doing doing like deliveries and stuff, you know. Makes sense. But this year I'm I got three tournaments. Wow. So I threw one in Dallas. Uh I had like seventy teams. Mm. It was crazy. It was a little overwhelming. Uh I kind of like showed up 20 minutes late to my own tournament. I overslept, but I know it was crazy, terrible, bad business. But I had a good refs and everybody like knows me there and like was so understanding and everything. But we we bringing good money and I'm about to. I'm partnering with uh, Jalen Strong, who I went to uh, high school with, uh, former NFL draft pick. We're throwing a tournament in Arizona in two weeks at Arizona State. He went to college there, uh, so I like dang, we throw a tournament at his college. I reached out to my college. Right. I'm throwing a tournament there July 30th. You know? My <laughs> man. <laughs> so Boy, crazy. Uh, but that's like the business side of flag. But, you know, you talk about the Olympic part. Um, I play on the national flag team. Uh, a lot of people don't know that it's an Olympic-type sport. So I just came back from Israel in December. We won the world championship there against Mexico. Then in 
February, we played against Mexico again, like for the rematch and uh, NFL Network was there. The Olympic Committee was there. Mm-hmm. You know, they just wanted to show that like the sport was basically yes. lit, you know, yes, that yes. like we could have this in the Olympics. Yeah. So we got invited to the World Games this year in July, like, and we're going to be there with like a whole bunch of other sports, like like softball, um, I think track and field might be out there. Yeah. And it's going to be televised. Like NFL Network, you know, filmed us. They actually came to the tournament that we just had in Arlington. Yeah. You know, they filmed my, like, my truck and everything. Like, you know, good little extra publicity, whatever. But it's, it's going to be lit. And it's going to officially be in the Olympics in 2028. They're trying to push for it for 2024, but 2028 in L.A., like, flag football will be in the Olympics. Wow. Wow, that's crazy. So what was that like for you, like, like playing on the – Look, you know, everybody, you wouldn't think somebody from Thailand know who Bruce Mapp is. Wow. Or somebody from Panama might know who I am. But they follow the sport so much here, you know, and it's through, like, might be through YouTube or it might be through, like, just Facebook Live videos, you know, because obviously not on TV besides uh, something called American Flag Football League. It's played on CBS Sports. But... They follow that, and they know who you are. They want to yeah. take pictures with you after the game. They want your autograph. If I got these gloves on, they're they like, can I have your gloves? Like, wow. you know? And then they bringing gifts, too. Like It's it's That's super lit. It's fun. Is it similar to the love you was getting at Coastal? Or is <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot of love at Coastal. Uh, <laughs> I, was, I was just known in that city, you know. Uh, you know, city of Conway's right next to Myrtle Beach or whatever. So that was the only thing that was there. So, you know, we were pretty good, yeah. They knew who I was. They knew. So everybody know who Bruce Matt is. Not everybody. Not everybody. <laughs> a few people, though. I was wondering how you got that chain. Now I understand. Oh, that's my homie. Yeah. My homie, uh, man, man, rest in peace. Yeah. Like, you know, so I see. Help pay for this. So if it's any any, any young black boys from West Philly looking to, to be an entrepreneur or play on a Division One level or play national flag football, do you have any advice for them? Same advice and everything in life, man. Just... Skip the process, work hard, ask a lot of questions, and you know, listen to your mom, listen to your dad. You know, just do, just do right, just do right in life, do right by people. Like good things will come to you. You know, man, appreciate you for coming today. Definitely. You know, another episode of the Winners Culture. Um, um, it's just JJ and to my left. Before we get out of there, where, where can the people follow you at if they want to? They want to tap in. They want to. They taking a trip down dollars. They want to get some sure. advice. Where can, where can they find you at? So you can follow me or my business page. Business page is going to be so s o underscore i c i c y d f w, or you can follow me at Bruce Matt B R U C M A P P. Make sure y'all follow the studio too. Studio five two four producing a podcast. Uh, you can follow me at Knock on Wood Productions. Where can they follow you? You can follow me at Blondie. Till next time, man. Another episode of the Winners Culture. We out.